Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Tuesday slash Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 4th and or 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! I'm doing okay. I just botched the intro. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you forgot to shout Brendan? Yeah. That sounds like me through. with the concussion gate last week. Where I was like, I couldn't figure out the date and I was scrambled. You threw me off with all the the... Whoa. Fourth or fifth. I'm a creature of habit. I can't have, have things thrown <laughs> differently at me. That all that threw you off? Um, well, just full disclosure, we're probably going to add in another podcast. We're going to bring back old friend Polly, Fried Egg Polly. Uh, we hear there's a dearth of gambling tips out there on the PGA Championship, so we want to bring in some someone who actually knows something about that. Add another voice, some picks, maybe low club pro. We want to get into that. So we'll have another episode likely coming Wednesday. This will be posted Tuesday at some point for your, your con- consum- consuming pleasure. So that's why I threw that in as a multiple option. Well, By the it just way, we, threw me off. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was, it's a major week. I'm supposed to be sharp and, and early signs show that I'm going to miss the cut. You, you still shot it, Brendan. You got Kinda. there. You got there eventually. Uh, so it's a major championship week. We are very excited. Uh, we are still getting our feet wet, you know, get, getting our bearings. But uh, it's great to have major championship golf back. In very odd circumstances, it's been more than a year since Shane Lowry won the Claret Jug at Royal Portrush. Um, less than a year since Roy won the ultimate prize, so it's however way you slice it. We've you know, got a golfer that's resting up, passing on this opportunity. It reminds me All a right. little bit of uh, let's start Jocko Van Ziel. <laughs> Jocko Van Ziel, passing. Ryan Moore and Jocko Van Ziel. I didn't think they'd be so related, but Jocko Van Ziel famously skipped all the majors to get Skip. ready for the Olympics. Exception <laughs> into the Open and the PGA, he passed on. To play at Brazil Olympics, where Which he finished. He could have played know. all of those, but yeah. he insisted that he needed to prepare for it. It wasn't like the Olympics was the week after one of those majors either. They probably would have been perfect lead-up prep for him. I know there have been some primo moments in the FedEx Cup, the history of the FedEx Cup. You know, you got the Tiger Phil, Tiger winning the Cup while Phil wins the Tour Championship. You got Rory a couple of years ago. Uh, that was a dramatic win. Bunch of you got Billy hot- Horschel storming the playoffs to win <laughs> one of the of- most, most, the greatest players ever to win the FedEx Cup. Not, I, I'm just saying there have been some high-profile winners, but I do believe, I do believe that this is the high watermark in the history of the FedEx Cup. A man is skipping a major championship to quote rest up for the playoffs. 
if this I think this is the high water mark in the history of the FedEx Cup. This is probably what they've been dreaming of ever since. Like this is where we want this mantle. We want this to be so prioritized that we have a player skipping a major. Jay uh, Monahan's just got to be you know giddy over this, like happy as hell. You know, I've heard rumblings of some you know ways to incentivize players to love the PGA Tour more, and it just makes me think, Ryan Moore maybe is searching for one of these. You know, maybe he's hoping that in the end he gets a spot in the commercial or something from this. You know, like maybe is I just the... don't understand it. It's this is once it's... again, he doesn't have to go play Wyndham. He could play like, this week, and then he could he gets a week off, and he could play the three playoff events. I don't I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it at all. Is he like the surf of Pontevedra? He's like got a, a he's got a place on the you know in the whatever kingdom, but he's not quite the prince. I don't know. Uh, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. If if you t- if I told you they gave him ten extra FedEx Cup points, would you say it's worth it, or would you say I don't even know? Here's the thing: he probably wasn't going to win the PGA. The PGA is not diminished by Ryan Moore's absence yeah. in any way, right? That's the thing. Like, but it's just interesting to see anyone of any stripe say they're resting for the playoffs, skipping a major. That's it. That's all. It's the high water mark of the FedEx Cup for my money. It, it's unbelievable. Um, it's truly. Unbelievable. They should put it in the new commercial. I mean, screw this like ultimate prize stuff and the movie action movie, you know, hype stuff. Put Ryan Moore just talking into a camera. Jacko Van Zyl or this? Which one is is more ridiculous when you think of it? I think it's Van Zyl. It's got to be Van Zyl because he was never heard from again. He missed. He skipped two majors, not just one. He skipped two. Uh, also, like. There are actual implications for the playoffs for your job status, right? Right, more like that. I get it if you're maybe, yeah, I don't get it. But if you're like a fringe player or you're trying to keep your card, and more is not that. But the, the playoffs, the Olympics don't have that kind of impact on on a, a job security or a card or, or status. So, so Jacko Van Zyl, highly likely he never makes another major field again. Uh, I love that we're going, starting PGA Week with Van Zyl stuff. He's going to end his career with four major championship appearances, two in the U.S. Open, one in the Open, one in the PGA, four missed cuts. He's going to say to his kids, you know, I never made a cut in a major, but I did finish nearly last in the Olympics. Did you have his Olympics finish? It was, I mean, he, got, he won Gary Player's approval. I know that. Gary Player was very, as the team captain or whatever that role is, was very happy with Yako. So. <laughs> it wasn't um, good. Um, I'll, I'll so, get back to you. Well, yeah, stat, well, let's not our, worry about our, that. Our stats guy is getting on it. And, uh, <laughs> God. All right, schedule for the week. We have the PGA Championship, the A4 Mentioned PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park. Uh, it's on nonstop. I, I don't have it in front of me. It's on ESPN. It is on uh, CBS on the weekends. Uh, it's on, I think, 4 p.m. I got to find it. I All right. In the meantime, our stats guy has gotten back to me. <laughs> Jacko Von Zill. He finished T43. Out of a field of 60. So, is that worth it? Skipped, skipped, what was that? True? Two, two major, yeah. 
trip. Troon and what was this? And uh, Baltusrol, which maybe was a good decision <laughs> in the end, you know, because they just would have been playing Piston all weekend. Uh, that was not a great major. For, so TV, PGA Championship. I I feel obligated to give this. 4 to 10 p.m. on uh, ESPN, Thursday, Friday. 1 to 4 on ESPN, Saturday, Sunday, or 12 to 3. And then prime time, 4 to 10 on CBS, 3 to 9 on Sunday. So I think there's all sorts of feature group streaming options. We have those out. We'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, um, the- I did Go I ahead. did some investigative reporting again <laughs> God, this week. Yeah. Got the weather forecast for you. Okay, great. I'm sure you're seeing lots of tweets, lots of content about this weather. Oh, heavy air, marine layer, microclimates, fog, dew, all sorts of stuff. It's pretty consistent. All, all week, we're seeing highs in the upper to mid-60s, and it's going to be pretty breezy out there. So well, that's, cool. You know, Breezy. A wise man once said the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Perhaps you've heard it. I think that should be the title of this this episode of the pod. Uh, all right. Those are already being machine gunned out there. That, that's being leaned on heavily already this week. You got it out there first, though. Nobody got it out Sunday. You there got you go. It out I was on the board. Let's get through the rest of the schedule of the week. Schedule. We'll, we'll talk PGA. We have the Marathon Classic on the LPGA. That's in uh, Northwest Ohio coming off the uh, Inverness Drive-On Championship. That is in Sylvania. It is on Golf Channel in the afternoons, uh, then four to six on the weekends. We also, women's golf, have the U.S. Women's Amateur, the USGA's first championship this year. You've back. been on the ground. Yeah, I went over there yesterday. Total washout today. Hurricane Isaias. Oh, man. Isaias? Isaias. Isaias. I I still don't think that's right. Uh, Just, you know, hammering the area. They said they were getting four to six inches of rain potentially at Woodmont. But uh, I think it's it's holding off this afternoon. Just completely didn't even try to play it. Um, I think they said it's the third time ever that a whole day of play in the women's amateur has been just not even tried. That's um, that's a good thing for the pod listeners because you know you're we're getting a fresher Brendan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get a day of rest. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm working. I'm working the phone lines, trying to chase down stories. Uh, so that's on TV as well. Golf Channel four to seven. Uh, you you know you can four to seven Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday. It's on in the afternoons. Like Sunday's final is one to four, but we'll see. That may push into Monday now that we've already lost a full day of stroke play. Interesting. Good, good championship over there. I'm pumped to watch more of it as a, it continues throughout the week. Then we have the English Championship, which just sounds like a creative <laughs> video game name. English it Championship. It sounds important. <laughs> it's the championship for England. It sounds like a national open. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. I thought that was what was supposed to be last week, but Hero came in, the motorcycle guy from... Uh, the, the India Motorcycle Company came in and did the Hero Open. Uh, so English Championship on the European Tour. I don't have the TV schedule in front of me. I, bes- I assume that will be Coffee Golf. Uh, on the... You know, I, web- think, I think Westy won on this golf course. What golf course is it? It's, is it a manor? It, it, I, I can't remember the name, but I think he won... Hanbury Manor. Hanbury Manor. I think Another he, Marriott. I think he but won in 1998 on it. 98? Yeah. 
Do you think they get Marriott points for staying in the bubble at these mar- these manors that are now been taken over? Of course, by Marriott. One hundred. But no one's allowed in or out. It's like you know, it's not. They're not going there by choice. They're still the paying. They're still paying. I guarantee they're paying a premium rate. I'm looking up Hanbury Manor. I no golf history. Doesn't say anything. I got the wrong one. Um, so that's the English Championship. That's coffee golf in the morning. Uh, and then we even have a little t- televised KFT, believe it or not. So we got this major that's wall to wall on the West Coast. We have the Portland Open, Winco Foods, Portland Open. That'll be on uh, late later, more prime time. So. A cornucopia of golf. Yeah. So we got a pot two, women's, two women's event, a men's major, uh, Euro Tour, uh, and KFT. So a lot going on this week. Golf is They're, back. All golf, caps. Back on the tee. Now on the tee. Uh, there's also a high school event at Pinehurst, which we were asked to plug. National High School Club Golfer. It's a bunch of great stories. Cool stories. Yeah? No reaction to that. Okay. What's your event of the week? It's the PGA Championship. Okay. This is the first of three majors this year. Only three majors. This this way is kind of Breaking big. Breaking news. When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, three... Getting rid of one major in a year is a big deal. There's one less opportunity for whether you're a young guy looking for a major or whether you're a tiger, you know, looking to get to 18. This is, is that one. your expert opinion? There's one less? Three Alleg- is less Allegedly. Than four. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll do a quick serious note. This uh, Just shout out to uh, the club pros, the PGA members. Uh, I think like, you know, this week they're celebrated a lot, but... I think it's mostly like the executives there taking victory laps and stuff. The 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 rank and file members. This was not a position I began this job with and one that I came to over the last years. I think club pros do more to quote unquote grow the game or I don't know, curate the game or maintain the game than anyone, any of the organizations. And I'm not talking about, you know, the PGA corporate offices and wherever Frisco. I'm talking about the actual club pros on the ground whether it's through teaching muni, muni first tee stuff like i think they actually are the the most important caretakers of the do entire you, game do you know what i think about all the time yeah what is how much better golfers the general american public would be if they stopped spending money on equipment that just is lying to you about what it does and spent that money on lessons with club pros you think about that a lot it's i a do good- it's I a think, good thought. It's an interesting what if. I think about like, okay, if you didn't spend the $500 on the driver that is exactly the same as the model that you're using from three years ago, and you went and spent the $500 on five lessons with your with a club pro, you'd probably get a lot better, and you'd enjoy the game more, and thus the game would probably be thriving more. So my... Uh, my mission would be to eliminate all club new equipment spend and uh, and pu- funnel that all towards club pros Lesson. and lessons because okay. people would get better, they'd like the game more, and they wouldn't feel like they're wasting a bunch of money on equipment that doesn't get them any better. They get disappointed when they buy the $500 driver and then they can't hit it. Okay, so good. I, I just wanted to get that shout out. I know this is a major championship and we're going to talk about the superstars and all that. But again, you see these, a lot of these PSAs and ads all week celebrating them. I figured, you know, we might as well give some off. You know who my favorite club pro is just based off of name? Rich Barbarian. Benny Cook. 
Does he really go by Benny in the program? On the T-sheet, Benny Cook. Okay. It reminds me of Lenny Cook, the uh, the, the former uh, the high school phenom. phenom. Yeah, basketball player. Yeah. Never quite made it. Benny and Lenny. They might at be what, brothers. We talk about this a lot. At what point is it too old? Are you too old to go, you know, just, you should just be Ben instead of Benny? What if like Ricky it, should be Rick at this point. He shouldn't be Ricky. He's 30 years old. I think he should old. be Richard. <laughs> he, just, he hasn't done enough to don Have the a, Rick name. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm talking to someone who goes by Andy, so we'll see. And you're you're older than Rick. Ricky. I'm not going to go by Andrew. Andy, <laughs> Andrew, and Drew are three distinctly different people. That's true. That's true. Benny Cook. So that's your PGA Club Pro guy, your PGA member. By the way, we had somebody reach out about Omar saying he like doesn't teach. He doesn't do anything, which we know. Like, yeah. if you play, <laughs> we know about that. But uh, I know he's not actually out there like working, you know, at a club. He's playing in some member guests this week. Again? Or whenever that was. We got that tip. I know. I know. But the way he gets in is if you're on the tour for 20 years or something, I, I know that like, and then he just goes and plays these section events. That's the issue. The issue is he got into more PGAs via this, you know, read this kind of fine print exemption than he ever did as a tour pro. It's not like we, we, we know he's not out there giving lessons. Why, what stuff. are we doing talking about Omar Rusty right now? <laughs> so PGA's event of the week. What's your one and done? My one and done pick? Yeah. For you, PGA. We're going right away and Yes. It? Yes. Yes. You just, just want to go right into it. I, I oh, don't is this get your any pick time. to win? What? Is this your pick to win? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's do it later then. Let's do a read real quick for Athletic. All right. Our friends, Athletic (laughs) from July, January. I'll tell you what, Athletic Brewing. What's the URL? Let me make sure I get it right. Athleticbrewing.com. Our friends from Dry January. I just have to say, Dry January hastened a year in which I've lost 62 pounds. I'm not saying it was just because of Athletic Brewing or Dry. I would not sell you that bill of goods. I wouldn't bullshit like that. But not drinking alcohol in January has hastened a very healthy year for me. And that's all. It, very, it was a great help to get me on the right track. I am ready for a dry August. I've been ready for a dry August, probably. Um, so they're back. They sent us a few. Uh, they're Upside Dawn Golden Ale, 50 calories, N.A. beer. 70 calories in their IPA, which they also sent. I've been sipping on those. You know, I had to pack for the beach. You know, I pack or like pack the night before, got to leave yeah. at 6 a.m. And it's a stressful, uh, it's a stressful job to pack. It's you're going nuts. I just needed a taste. And I went, I went to the, uh, the golden nail, the upside down, golden nail, hit the spot, made sure I was fresh the next day to get in the car at 6 a.m. and get out of there. So it's, it's perfect for that kind of occasion and also perfect for, uh, a dry August. So that's similar to me last night. I, uh, I got my athletic brewing, came in the mail last uh-huh. night. Free uh-huh. shipping, by the way. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Yep. And uh, I, I get it in the mail, and I this morning I had to get up at, at 4.30 to go take some photos. And You've it, been I up was, since 4.30? Yeah. I was, I was very stressed out, though, just... This impending birth is starting to become very real. Oh, yeah. You can't be, you can't be out there you know, going crazy. And I was Perfect a little time to get athletic. A little stressed out, and I popped open an athletic. I didn't really. It was only in the in the fridge for like an hour. It was it was lukewarm, but 
It still did the job. It got There's a placebo effect, I <laughs> yeah. promise you. I don't know why. I'm not trying to... That's not a medical recommendation. I pro, I'm not qualified. And, There's some weird placebo And everybody's going to think we're alcoholics. <laughs> you know? We're talking about how we need to, to get our itch uh, scratched. <laughs> No, but it is a good way to stay healthy. Keep your mind right. Uh, it's locale, fully fe- fermented beer. Uh, it's craft beer. It's not like, I think what I previously characterized as piss in a bottle. I think those are the old school sort of like water type NA beers. It's craft beer, uh, free shipping nationwide, athleticbrewing.com. The discount code is fried egg fall 20. That's 20% off your entire order. Not one can, not you know one six-pack. 20% off the entire order. The discount code, again, is Fried Egg Fall 20. I would recommend it. Just try it. Fried Mix it Egg in a little bit. Fall 20. One, Mix it in a little bit. Uh, one word. I think it'll make you feel better about yourself. Okay, let's get on. We'll bump one and duns. We'll bump one and duns. Uh, let's talk about odds. Brooksy and JT are now co-favorites at 10 to 1. Rory, Rom, and Bryson who is apparently doesn't want to be interviewed. I, I'm just, I'm reading the tea leaves. He's not on the interview schedule. Abe answers on the interview schedule. Steve Stricker's on the interview schedule as the Ryder Cup captain. No Bryson. Why don't you, know, you think most... he wanted to be interviewed? I think he's had a tumultuous month. There was OB gate. There was ant gate. There was all sorts of, you know, bright, uh, Brooksy throwing steroid accusations somewhat at him. Uh, I don't know. Brooks is talking right now as we record. Um, but yeah, Brooks calling him cowardly. I, I just, I don't think, he doesn't seem to have a governor when he starts talking. He doesn't sound always that bright like he did after the camera guy, you know, got in his way allegedly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't want to talk. I don't, I don't know. He probably doesn't want people to ask him like, how come you never done anything at a major? How come you've never been in the top 15? I don't know. So he's 14 to 1. Uh, you have anything related to Bryson? I, I Yeah, well, I, I loved, I was listening this morning on my way to take pictures at this golf course. I uh, I was listening to Shane Bacon and Max Homa's pod, and I loved Max Homa's <laughs> said right before he was recording, it was 9.30 Pacific time. 9.30 Pacific time. Right before he was recording, he ran into Bryson in the lobby of the hotel, and he was going to lift weights. Oh my god! Nine thirty p.m. Lift. I, I, yeah. After flying across the country. Yeah, yeah. He, it's eleven thirty. His at the time he was just in. Does he have a chance this week? I mean, what? what I mean, of course he has a chance. But yeah, what do you he's like got a chance. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna go well for him. But I could foresee. I. This gets into a larger discussion about the golf course. Which I don't know if you want to have right now. We could do it right now. Um, so this golf course is um, rather, I would say, it it's interest. Ooh, it, you are choosing your words carefully yeah, it, here. the The design of it, what it was to what it is today, it is a lot less compelling and. One of the reasons is because the TPC Design Services firm, the wonderful <laughs> Tournament Players Club Design Services firm, and uh, Chris the Butcher Gray got his hands on it and wait, decided wait, to wait. make every single green in its surrounding area the exact same for 18 holes. Wait, 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 wait. 
We're hearing, what, what are you talking about? Before and after when? Wait, so before it, and after. Harding Park was a originally designed by Willie Watson. Yes. Very good architect, designed courses such as Olympic Club, um, uh, Belvedere here in Michigan. Really good architect. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when they, they renovated, when they, they renovated, they hired the TPC Design okay. Services okay. team. Got it. Chris Gray, who no longer works at TPC. <laughs> and what was there. that? Early 2000s? Yes. Yes. And, and essentially, he just, he kept the routing. The routing's very good. It's what you'd love to see because it builds as the round goes, and the most dramatic holes are at the end of the round. It's it's really, you know, from a from a pure layout standpoint, it could be very compelling, but the uh, the greens are extraordinarily boring mundane watered down i don't know how many other adjectives i can use um and and it's almost like he just copy and pasted green to green because it's just bunker right bunker left every single hole and they're just it's it's unimaginative and just bad the (laughs) the layman like me I see all these streets about the renovation and how it's, it brought it back to being a championship court. It, Maybe was that just conditioning wise? Brought, yeah, it it brought it out of disrepair. It, it okay. brought it out of what happens to so many municipal courses sure. across the country where it's just been mistreated for forty years. And that yep. the the whole aspect of the city getting behind it, the city investing in it is such a great story. There's such great history. Yes. The routing is really good, but the greens and the bunkers are an abomination and one of the the biggest cases of architectural malpractice. Interesting. I, I will say, now that you talk about the history, I, I saw Jaime Diaz is doing like a three-part video. You know, Jaime is a from San Francisco, legendary, maybe like one of the greatest contributors of the game in this last 50 years, quite honestly. Basically, you've listened to our spotlights. You re- understand how often we leaned on his work. Um, but he's from San Francisco. He's been looking forward to this. He's got a three-part essay. Uh, the first part is about the amateur history and so much of where, what Harding Park played in that. And you listening to Johnny Miller talk about... And, and um, I mean, it's a hot topic right now to kind of shit on golf as it's like, is that the best land usage, environmental, you know, like a lot of people on Twitter and getting off their takes about golf being bad for the environment. But the way Johnny Miller talked about Harding Park and his friends and back when they were growing up, is like, it was just a place for us to go play. We would ride our bikes around. We'd drop mm-hmm. off. the Everybody looked the other way. Of course, we weren't paying. It was a community resource. Great! It still sounds like it is. It, it is the renovation, the conditioning, like the renovation was good for that. Yes, but it's just the way Miller was talking about in Jaime's essay. It's like this should be a model for how these things can be used, not necessarily design. I'm talking. No, but, no, but I come. I let people ride agree. their bikes. Let the kids play where, when, and where, and all day and for how long. So go ahead. They did every single thing right, except they they hired. TPC, and I think that was part of the deal with getting yeah. the tour event, which was part of the reason the whole thing what happened. So the WGC Mexico Championship. <laughs> if, if getting a you know essentially a guy that could did everything wrong 
to the golf course, it's still very good. It's still a very good place to go play, and it's a cool place. What I that was the last round of golf I played before the shutdown was at um, Harding Park. I, yeah. We flew home actually. Uh, we I flew home right after I played there, and it was really weird because essentially San Francisco had shut down. I was worried about you know just, it, but one of the neat things was. You know, I went there, I played with a buddy from San Francisco, and we got paired up with just this random guy, casual golfer, like, uh, is a small lawyer, and, you know, just like a regular guy, just goes out there, he was, he was, he was carried a, a uh, carried a uh, cart bag for 18 holes. <laughs> oh my god. But he was like, I play here once a week. And it was like, you know, it's just like, that's, that's what it is. And it's a course for the people. And that's what the neat thing is. They did every single thing right, except for the design of it. And, and, And at the end of the day, it's still a huge success story because it's a, it's a city, it's a city that, you know, the golf has been intertwined in the history of the city, you know, like they've, yeah. They were the one of the first on the bandwagon of public golf. Uh, Garrett's got a, a story, a fried egg story, docupod uh, on the whole um, the history. history. Yeah, so okay. that's coming out tomorrow. But the uh, it's a, it's a really cool story, and and the design of it, whatever they screwed that up. Maybe someday it'll get fixed. But you know, from from a terms of championship golf, what it does is it really limits how you can test these guys because the greens don't really have much interest in them and the golf course doesn't have much topographical interest like we don't we aren't going to see the rolling topography until the last five holes like it for the most part it's very flat so then when you have very little you can do from the lie standpoint very little you can do at the green it really just becomes about weather and rough so it looks like the weather's cooperating. We're going to have a breeze every day, and and they grew the rough really long and narrowed fairways. So, tigers, the stuff around the green tiger seemed a little, I don't know, bothered, perturbed, just surprised by nothing being shaved down. It's like there's no real shaved down areas, which maybe there was when they when he paid, played it, you know, back in '05. I don't know. He, he made a point of calling that out. How nothing was there, nothing was shaved down around the greens. So. In a way, you know, it might be smart to not do that. If you don't, there's there's two schools of thought here, right? If if you have a really great golf course that sets up for a, you know, it's going to separate a leaderboard, right? And it's yeah. going to, it could lead to runaway winners. Yep. If you do everything in your power to keep, to reduce the ability to showcase skill, it's going to lead to a bunch of leaderboard or really exciting Saturday and Sunday where yep. anybody can win. So... So we do this at a major every every year. We we get you know it was particularly the PGA, particularly the U.S. Open. Um, the conditioning, the rough, the rough height is it cut at three and a half inches? There seems to be a lot of debate of is it firm or soft. We don't seem. I've seen reports on the ground from writers saying there will be no roll and it's soft. But I, I you know I thought it was firm or had been conditioned to be firm. And the rough, like everybody's talking about the rough, you're going to lose balls, you're going to lose. But I see Jeff Shackelford tweeting that's still not sure. They may sit up fluffy in the rough. 
I don't know. It, it, what, what do you make of the conditioning this week? I saw the Super on the on Golf Channel last night saying we heavily overseeded twice a year, fertilized it well. I mean, it seems like they're taking pride in this being a very, very hairy rough. I, I can say in March I did not have my A game with my driver, and the uh-huh. rough was extraordinarily thick and punishing. Now it can be it can be not that long and very punishing if it's yeah. very thick. If it's a yeah. thick boy, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's what what we're gonna see. It hasn't rained there in a long time, so I, I you don't know. You don't trust the writers saying that they think it's soft. No roll. No roll. I mean, I think these these are amateur opinions, perhaps. So, um, I, I so I can't imagine them wanting a soft setup. Nobody that really understands, and I doubt. Kerry uh, Haig has traditionally been one of the best at setting up the golf courses where he pushes it more than the PGA Tour, but he has never really crossed the line that some mm-hmm. would say the USGA has crossed. You know, okay. where he he seems to walk that rope pretty well and. If it doesn't rain all week, the course should dry out, especially if it gets windy, as it's as it's going to be. Uh-huh. It should dry out as the week goes. And, and that's the reality of this whole thing is you're setting up a golf course f- for it to play its best on Saturday and Sunday. So if that requires a little water and a little bit softer conditions early in the week to get it to where it's playing the best it can possibly play on the weekend... I'm all for that because that's what these guys are doing. Another common refrain seems to be the cyp- ball is getting hung up in the cypress. Everybody's asking that question. Tiger sh- shrugged it off, said it doesn't happen as much here as across at Lake Merced because it's so tight. Uh, but that, it's, that'll be a talking point. It's a dream scenario to have Bryson's ball get stuck in a tree yes. coming down the stretch on yes. Sunday. <laughs> I don't know about dream, but... It would be a content dream, that's for sure. Um, and it'd yeah. be it, him like seeing a ball twenty five feet up in the tree. But I want not a fourth being opinion, to, but not being able to identify it. I want a fourth opinion. I think I get a drop from that. I think I can drop that. Free relief. Uh, beginning back to the thick boy, which all jumped off at this fourteen to one <laughs> thick boy. Uh, I think he's pissed that there's no long drive contest this year. <laughs> He finally. How come there isn't one? How can we not have like one camera set up and that could be a TV, a, a little TV event? I'll give you a hundred guesses. It. Do you know who the reigning long drive contest winner is? Who won at Bethpage last year? Oh, it was. He's been referenced so already ridiculous. on this podcast. He's already been referenced once on this podcast. Uh, he's a colleague, fellow podcaster, Max Helma. Yeah, won it at Bethpage. So they're not doing it, but, uh, but I was told Bryson pre-thickness won it. He won it at uh, Bellary before he was thick. I remember I just, that. I think he was probably all was worked up about Bubba, it. Bubba, re- did, Bubba refused to compete in the Bellary that was, one. That, no, that was that was like Valhalla 2014. <laughs> that, that blew up on him. Uh, so... Yeah, I think he was. I think he's all. I'm gonna hit this one 465 yards and clear everybody by 50 yards or whatever. And now they take it away from him. They take they pulled the he, rug out from him. Now he won't speak to the media. Now he hates the PGA. That's just, I'm just working conspiracy theories in in real time right now. So, uh, any other? Let's get to I don't know. A few more odds. Who cares? Odds. 
Can't lay a web or DJ Shoffler twenty to one. Tiger has fallen to thirty to one with Colin Morikawa. What about Big Bill? I mentioned Tiger, and you go, what about Big Bill? I don't know. He's not in front of he, – he didn't make the cut on the list that I'm looking at. So he's worse than 100 to 1 at least. So uh, we'll do – we're going to do the Pauly picks then later. We'll get into Big Bill there. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Tiger at all? Sure. What do you want to talk about? I mean – I'm seeing 100 to 1 for Big Bill. Okay. His <laughs> – his last question at the press conference was like, do you think you can win? Horrible question. <laughs> he got a lot of bad ones. The one guy was gambling. asking him about gambling. What the? <laughs> what are your, who are your DFS, DFS sleepers? Uh, do you think he can win this year, this week? I mean, People I'm are very gonna, concerned about the conditions. No. I do, do I think he's going to win? No. Do I think he can win? Yes. Yeah, I don't have like a lot of tight. We've done, we went over this at Memorial. Um, we went over this at Memorial. I don't have much to add. I think he can win. I don't think he's a favorite. Thirty to one sounds good. Colin Morikawa, who does he or Tiger have a better chance to win? They're both thirty to one. I, just given what we've seen in the last two months, I'd say Colin Morikawa because we haven't really seen Tiger. There you um, go. I think but, that's not a bad idea. Bad take. That being said. Who knows? Like that's the thing with Tiger. We di- I didn't expect him to win the Zozo. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. So you sure. never know what's going to happen. He's a, you know, he's a total wild card now, and yeah. I pr- I, I kind of like that. I don't I don't have any opinion. He could he could shoot seventy if he goes out and shoots seventy five seventy four misses the cut. I I won't be surprised if he goes out and shoots 66, 67 and is leading the tournament through two rounds. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my god, I'm watching Justin Rose on the range. He's in your mar- he's in your hole in one pants. Your maroon hole in one pants, Rosie. Your bonobos. Uh, um, all right, let's do our pick our favorite tea times. Favorite any, tea times. They just released tea times as we record this Tuesday afternoon. You know, uh, I guess I should probably disclose the featured groups. You know, Tiger's playing with JT and uh, Rory. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it real quick. Uh, Rom is with, hold on a sec. Rom is with Sergio and Phil. Tiger's with Rory and JT, as I mentioned. Speed DJ Rose. And then Ricky, Bryson, and Adam Scott making his debuts since the COVID hit. So any those are I, your I love Adam groups. Scott's lead up to this. Do you think he gets on a plane and goes right back home after it? Like I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, maybe he might. Those are your feature groups. What are some of your favorite tea times? Are those any of them? Uh, I didn't have any of those written down. Oh God, too mainstream. I want to know if this is a penalty to, you know, PGA is all about being a professional, Professional Golfers Association. Uh-huh. And I'm guessing that it's frowned upon to call out another professional. And I wonder if they're penalizing Big Shot Bob McIntyre for calling out Kyle Stanley in the last major championship. He's paired with Patrick Reed and Kevin Na. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, that's terrible. You what? Wanna... That, that is awful. That's just, he's a cross off. You can't get through 36 holes with that. 
I mean, it's that's just, terrible. It's just mean, right? Yeah. Oh God, if there were some Scottish writers able to come over, they would lambaste the PGA for that. Um, um, I got another one. I just okay. love the randomness of this pairing. Yeah. Ohio Club Pro Mike Otterson. Oh, I thought I, thought, I like this one too. <laughs> a Slovakian man and uh, a Canadian, Nick Taylor. Slovakian's obviously Rory. You know, we got, uh, you know, we have a Slovak correspondent behind the walls in, in Bratislava. Fred McDermott, right? Frank McDermott. Frank McDermott. He played with uh, the brother-in-law, the guy who, I don't want to say arranged the marriage, but Sabo's wife's cousin, head of the Slovak Golf Association. No way. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you know, he was the one behind persuading Sabo to change citizenship. Said it to him in 2015. And nothing happened. And he mentioned it in 2018, and they started seriously talking about it. The Olympics drove this whole thing, as you'd expect. And, and I guess they called him on, like, the last Sabo. Sabo, like, jumps out on the last day. You can do it. He goes, all right, let's do it. And they changed his citizenship. Like, panic ensued. They had to get him, like, switched over. They said he knows two words of Slovak. Both are curse words. That that's Sabo's uh, extension. Sabo's two hundred to one. How is he two hundred to one? That he's, doesn't make sense. He's right in there. Other two hundred to one players: Coke Crack, Corey C T Connors, <laughs> C T Connors, Sneds, Burnt Cheeseburger. I kind of like Burnt Cheeseburger at two hundred to one. Do you think this is a trend where guys just change nationalities for the Olympics? I'd love it, it if it became one. Stay in a bottle with Sabo. I think it's just going to be Sabo. Oh, let's move on. All right. Uh, what are, what are your groups? Time? What are your groups? Well, they almost went there. I'm kind of pissed they chickened out. The Cameron zone, they didn't go full Cameron zone. They got Cameron Smith, Cameron Champ, and then they went Denny McCarthy, local kid uh, from Maryland. Well, playing like, you know, three groups ahead is Cameron Tringali with with the assassin, which is another feature group in my mind. The assassin, Ken Tanagawa and Emiliano Grillo with Cameron Tringali. I don't understand why they went two Camerons but didn't go with the full Cameron. They chickened out. Cam I, Smith, Cam Champ. I've got, um, I confirmed some information, some speculation about the assassin. Can I just say something? We are peppering friends of the PGA with some pretty inane questions you asked if did you ask media relations if the assassin yeah i asked i i I asked i submitted a question does the assassin get two years as reigning (laughs) senior pga winner since the senior pga is you submitted this as an official inquiry to the pga of america during their major week you're asking if the assassin gets two years okay what's the answer of course Really? So yeah. he's in Kiowa after what? <laughs> that's going to be like three and a half years, it feels like, when he won at Oak Hill. He's going to be playing won, in Kiowa? Since he won the stand-up mixer, he gets to play in a Kiowa, too. So Unbelievable. The Assassin's going to play in more majors in the next you know, nine months than, uh, than Jacko Van Zyl is the rest of his career. <laughs> well, it's good to see him have the Assassin in the field. It still feels like three years ago that he won that, that senior PGA, but he earned a spot. Now he gets an extra one next year. Uh, what, others, what are some other groups that you like? Anything? 
I, there, I was, there aren't a ton that jump off the page, to be honest. No, with you. There, there's Hovland, Matsuyama, and Fleetwood. I they could they could get themselves all to funk because nobody's gonna make a putt for two days. Oh my god! <laughs> I like Usti, Homa, and Fitzpatrick. I think that's a good one. King Louis or the Mattress King, I should say. Oh, they put Corey, CT, Connors, and uh, and Chez, Big Bill, two CT guys in the same group. Not bad. With Not Zach Jay Johnson. They got the all washed up group, Keimer, Duffner, and Day. I that's me hey, today. Someone came at Days had like four top ten three, finishes. Three in a row. top tens in a row. I, I overlooked that. Am I that's a mea culpa. So um anything else? Your favorite, Andrew Landry, Nat La- Nate Lashley and Rod Perry are together. That's that should be a featured group. Rod Port, Perry is Port like the all time legend. <laughs> Dripping Springs, Texas is where Andrew Landry's from. Uh, anything that's else? outside of Austin. Any others you like? No, I'm done with the, the tea times. I'm, I'm disappointed. The PGA, they don't want to offend anybody. I think they should they should get in people's grill. There should have been a Brooksy, Brooksy Bryson pairing because we know that the, the PGA Tour is too chicken to do it. How'd Rio Ishikawa get in the field? He won like three times last year. Or Merit on Japan Tour or something? No, that was Shugo. Did you see the list of WDs, by the way? Huge. It's like 15 long. We, we touched on Ryan Moore. Grace, obviously, COVID positive. Daly, John Daly, COVID concerns. VJ, JB Holmes, no pace car out there. Uh, Charles Howell III, Paul Waring, all the out for injury. Francesco Molinari, Y.E. Yang, Thomas Peters, and Shugo Imahara gave no reason. Kind of interesting. Molinari, I thought, was moving to California and was going to play. He announced he was going to play this. But he WD'd with no reason given. Then, out of COVID-19 concerns, we have Harrington, Westy, and Pepperell, the sort of Euro guy. So, a lot of WDs, otherwise eligible. They're down to like the 15th alternate or 10th alternate, something like that. Uh, where do we want to go to next? You got best tee times. Who would benefit the most from winning this specific major championship at Harding Park? Three guys. Three guys. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I got like, I, I, I got buckets kind of. Okay. I think, so I, I looked, the tra- we, we have these young guys. We have Wolf. Hovland, Morikawa, uh, Neiman, Sung J.M., all extraordinarily promising young players, right? Thinking about the Monty quote with this one? Well, the the biggest superstars in the game, I would say, that have like kind of transcended beyond golf are Tiger, Rory, and Spieth, right? Okay, yep. All those guys won majors before their 23rd birthday. Okay. It doesn't happen that often. Doesn't happen that often. So, you know, Matthew Wolf, I think, is 21. Uh, uh-huh. More cows are a 23. So, yeah. but yeah. if these, if one of those guys, if you're going to look and say one of these guys is going to be a massive superstar, you would need to get a major pretty early. Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good take. I like that. I like what do you that. got? Uh, Puma. <laughs> I mean, it's a double dip. Answer. 
Ricky or Bryson, throw them both in there. Just overexposed, overbranded, overhyped. Uh, not over. I mean, they're very exposed. I'm not, I shouldn't suggest they're overexposed. Bryson is a fascinating character. But they've never done anything. Uh, I'm sorry. Ricky's done more, but they've never won a major. So that they, those two, I think, are just in the same bucket for me. Ricky's, Ricky's the answer to this question forever, right? I don't Isn't know. It? I don't think it matters. He still doesn't win enough. Like you, you give him a major. He's just—he's a guy with six wins in a major. Do you think he cares? Eight wins in a major. I do you can't think Ricky be... cares? Do you think he cares about this? Do you think he cares about like his golf legacy? Do you think he cares about even playing golf, or is it just a vehicle to make a ton of money? I think he cares because he knows that the a major championship will just make his endorsements kickers go through the roof and <laughs> open the door to more new endorsements. He could be activated every single week to tease it up. Um, who, who else you got? you got? You got anybody else? I got JT and Rom. Let's just say next bucket. Okay. They're seemingly people keep going. They're the best two players in golf right now, right? This is what everybody's saying. And I, I somewhat agree. They're the, they're, they have the least... They have, they're the best at the most things, like, and they're so okay. consistent, like, especially in Rom's case, they, they've got all the tools. They're, they hit it far. They hit it st- relatively straight. They have great iron players, great on and around the greens. Rom's won 10 times across the world at this point. Uh, JT's won 13. And at this point with both of them, like regular wins don't really do anything for me. Like my, if if JT ends up with twenty two, I know twenty two professional wins or twenty five, you know it doesn't really matter to me. But if he finishes with two versus four majors or one versus three majors, those do a lot. So with with this, these guys right now, everybody they're the talk of the town, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't win this year, though, that quickly becomes questions. Like, can you know, can Rom win a major? Will soon kind of creep in there. So I would say those two guys. It's about JT getting to second major. You know, he's played decent in majors. His major record to date is not great. You know, Rom's uh, JT. JT's no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like it is not wonderful. There's some spottiness. There's some like. There's some dry periods. Yeah. So I would like to see, um, especially this year with only three majors, like one of the, the one of those guys got to get one this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and you were talking after JT won. Like you're talking about how young, how many young players there are, how many talents there are, but like, shouldn't we give him more credit then for winning as much as he does, and even if it's not majors, I feels like if it's harder to win than ever. And he keeps doing it more than anyone, and he's done it at a faster pace, you know, by age than everyone but Tiger and Jack. It feels like, uh, feels like we should give him more credit for winning when when how loaded these fields are, and maybe his contemporaries aren't doing it at the clip that he is. But again, that's the burden of success, the burden of winning so much as in like, all right, like. You winning another Sony Open doesn't do anything for me. You got to get to two, three majors. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all subjective kind of how you frame it. So but. this is where I kind of the it sticks out with me is the is the major. So we've we've done a lot of those spotlights and you start going down the great all time greats and the, what they did in majors. Right. 
Yeah. JT, 17, 17 starts in majors. Uh-huh. How many, how many top fives does he have? 17 starts, top fives. I'd say maybe Aaron Hills, Quail Hollow, um, what, like four. Two. Two top fives. Interesting. Are those the two, Aaron Hills, Quail Hollow? Or did he fall off at Aaron Hills? I don't even think it is two. I think Wikipedia might be wrong here. Okay. He has he has three top tens total. Okay. Okay. He only has one. He has no top the fives win? outside of his win. Okay. Interesting. And, and you just that's surprising. Three, three of seventeen is unlike you know that's that's mm-hmm. low end all time great level percentages. Yep. It is. It is. So that's that's. I just think I need to see more from him when the when everything's as hard as it gets and when everybody all these guys are trying to peak for this week yeah and he t- it, in my just casual observation it seems like he wins a lot at soft limited field events like okay. soft setup limited field events so i'd like okay. to start i'd like to, they're they're great events though i mean he wins wgcs i'd like to Deep see fields. Yeah. I'd like to see when when the conditions are tough, when everybody's trying to be at their best. That's where I want to see JT win and and contend more. Rob has to play with Sergio and Phil, so that's kind of the cuckoo pairing, you know. Like in between that, right? He was asked about like talk about you know being Spanish, you know. <laughs> Sergio also Spanish. He goes, well, you know, like Phil's been in my life a lot more. Just the whole Seve thing, and we always got to draw those parallels or try to connect those dots. So, uh, it's not Rom. a favorable, not a favorable pairing. If I'm Rom, I don't want to play with Sergio. He's got three top fives in uh, in fourteen starts. Okay, a lot he of those not, as an am. Didn't start hot, if I recall correctly. Like his first year, the pro was he missed cuts and stuff. He's um, got four top tens in his last uh, eight starts. Okay, in majors. He's on the right track. Who else benefits from a win? What about you? you? Want me to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would go a long way to ending the Prince of Pontevedra poke. The the the. the Nobody's you know, we, talking about him. I I think it's been a while. It's been six years. It's been six years. He's won a lot. He's been number one since then. He's won a couple Courier Cups. He's won a couple, you know, Ryder Cups. It's just been a long ass time since Roy McIlroy has won a major championship. And I think we get caught up in like he hasn't won the Masters part. You know, we we focus on like, oh, he's just got to do the Masters. He can't get the Masters. He can't complete the Slam. And we forget, oh, it's been six years since he won any of them. So uh, I think it would be beneficial for Roy to win this week. Quite a bit. I I think it would be too. Um, just given the way he's played everywhere else, right? Yeah, and I mean it's he needs one. He came close to Carnoustie, right? He was challenging there. Um, he's obviously been close at the Masters a couple times. Not necessarily late on Sunday, but close. Um, so I I think he's won. Who else you got? You're you're grinning over there. What are you in the middle? Of, what are you What are you giggling about? I, I off the record, off the record stuff. Off the record, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm trying to s- sniff out some more intel. 
you know. Kentanagawa? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I got... Who else uh, benefits? So nobody's talking about the, the... I mean, two guys with chances at history. Spieth, still... He can win I the know. Grand Slam. That's crazy. How does this course set up for speed? Horrible. Not well. <laughs> not well. It's nuts. He could win the Grand Slam, but it's not even in the... You know, when we first went to Quail Hollow, and that was like his first chance at it, that was the overwhelming, suffocating storyline. Now it's like, eh. I think know, I'd not. pick Big Bill over Spieth this week. <laughs> Let's do that. Head-to-head bet. I'll take Spieth. You take Big Bill. All right. All right. Done. Um uh, what else? And then what? and Brooks could become the first three-peat major champion since 19 Peter Thompson in 1956. That's a lot to gain. A and this sets gain. up great for him, and he played great last week. Five, yeah. You have five majors. Hey, so I've seen sets up great. That triggers something. For, I've seen several people say this is basically like Beth Page. Do you agree with that? Where I don't. Okay. All right, why? The reason Beth Page was such a bomber's paradise were because uh, almost all of the greens there, because of the way that great topography, so often you're hitting up to greens. Uh, okay, yeah. So if you're yeah. in the rough, it, it favored that high ball, long hitter, because they would have shorter clubs in, but also which would allow them to get more trajectory on it going into the perched greens up high, right? Uh, so like yeah. a lower, even if a shorter hitter hits the fairway and they're hitting a five iron into that perched green, it's really hard to hit it close because you're going up and the the way that ball's coming in, the angle it's coming in at versus here, almost all the greens, except for with the exception of the last few holes where you get some rolling topography, all those greens are pretty much just set onto the ground. Okay. So you're going to be able to hit low, lower shot, a lower trajectory, shorter hitter is going to fare so much better at this golf course than Beth Page. Like Beth Page, five guys could win realistically. Long, yeah. Okay. And, and, and the leaderboards showed it. And Rory, after a hor- horrendous first day, ends up in the top 10. It was, you know, it was Brooks, DJ, Gary Woodland. You know, it, Spieth had a historic putting performance and had yep. zero chance of winning. But this golf course, because the greens are mostly set on the ground, won't have as much of an effect. Obviously, it still favors somebody that hits the ball further. Like, hitting the ball far helps yeah. you always. It's always an advantage to hit the ball far. Yes, yes, yes. But I think people just see lawn, high rough, you know, rough going to be a thing. The PGA Championship, it seemed like people were making that leap. I, I probably did it myself that this is just like Beth Page. So. It's, it, there are similarities, but I think people are not taking it, understanding that the reason Beth Page favored the long hitter so much was the ability to approach the green. Okay. Um, is, you know, if you're up there, obviously you get the advantage of the shorter club, but there, that shorter club, the big advantage, especially out of the rough, was getting a better, a higher angle of descent into the green. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was even, yeah, that was my first explanation. This is just going to be like Beth Page. Uh, good explanation there. Uh, anyone else? So, I mean, Brooksy getting back to it, obviously, benefits. Peter Thompson. Walter Hagen won four PGAs in a row. 
it would be a historic triumph, a historic. He has a lot to benefit. From He's my pick. Two. He's your one and done pick. Yeah, you're so happy to shout that. There you go. Good Brooksy. pick. I've been saving him. Good, good. Uh, I have to pick. Should I take Adam Scott? Just fresh <laughs> off the plane. Thought about it. It's a pretty good player. What about I, how about how about I Patrick do, Reed? He doesn't. He doesn't appear. He doesn't seem to me like a guy that needs a lot of reps in order to play great golf. In yeah. fact, it might trick him into thinking he's a great putter. That's not a bad take. I, not a bad take. Did you say Patrick Reed? I thought about it. I love Patrick Reed. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with Reed. I'll go with Reed. I'll go with uh, the Sandcastle making cheat day, couch guy Brian, use golf facts fan. Uh, I'll go with Patrick Reed. Fine. You just talked me into it. You got to, there's some holes that you have to hit a draw on. There are. Yeah. There are. What was, uh, JT was talking about that. He goes, I got, I got to learn how to hit a draw in three days or something like there's, that. There's, yeah, there's like almost the entire back nine is like draw heavy. All right. That'll be my one and done then. I'll go with Patrick Reed. Unless you just okie doked me into doing that. No, I like um, that. I know. No, we I didn't even mention pick. Tiger as one of the guys that could benefit the most. Well, that was my next one, and you jumped up. You said, he's my pick. You know, I was going with Tiger. He could obviously benefit the most. He'd become the chase for 83. He would clinch it. That's why, right? That he would benefit the most for completing the chase for 83. No, obviously. The, the <laughs> chase for 83. That's the biggest benefit. Obviously, you know, he's one closer to 19. He could clearly benefit. So, he he's another one that goes in that bucket. That's the thing right. that sucks about the three majors this year is that losing the open, an open at his age is a big deal because that's probably the one along with the Masters he has the best shot in year after year. Should lobby him to play two next year. Play two. Play one in, you know, spring and one in fall. Two I, opens. How fun would it be to watch like a February open? <laughs> fun for us to watch i suppose yeah uh no tiger has a lot to gain anything else on the pga that we need to get to i don't have much else do you have anything else no they're doing press conferences right now we got to check in we'll talk with paulie later we're going to post that on wednesday news i don't have a lot of news i saw the local iq series it's taking sponsors exemptions Little boy Drew is in the field, the first field. I, I, you know, I, I don't understand how they're taking sponsors exemptions for events that were created for these guys that don't have playing opportunities on the lower tours uh, because Latino America, McKenzie, China has been canceled more or less. Uh, I don't understand how they have sponsors exemptions at all, but little boy Drew has a spot. That's all I got for news. Anything else? No, that's the it. The cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Uh, all right. Enjoy the PGA. We will be back with uh, some Paulie's picks, some low club pro chatter, probably a few more notes and news based on what happens out of San Francisco since we've recorded this. And uh, see you then.